Well, hello there. Welcome back to Causey's Conversations. I am your host, Jared Causey. I want to welcome you back for this week's episode. I apologize for taking the one-week break that I did. A lot of busy stuff going on, schoolwork. I got a lot of assignments ramping up there. Um, some work uh, I have to do for for my secular job. So it's it's been kind of crazy, but I'm glad to be back. I just got back in from Houston, Houston area, to visit my in-laws. And so um, came back here, and I'm by myself for a few days. Um, Amy's staying there to visit with her family there, and I'm back here because I have to work, and um, I have to do schoolwork. So, um, but she is working remotely as well. We, we both are, but she is able to work remotely at different places in the state. I am not able to do that. I have to go back to my office every now and then. So anyway, um, things are going well though. Um, life has been good. Um, things have been kind of crazy with COVID obviously, just different, uh, things going on there. I'm sure all of us, all of you who are listening or are understanding what I'm referring to there. <laughs> um, it definitely has been crazy, but um, God's been good, and I'm just looking forward to the fall semester, whatever that may hold. I'm excited about getting back to class. Hopefully, Southwestern has classes in person. I believe they are. They're they're planning on it. I you know who knows what's going to happen between now and then though. Um, so you know, like I say, I I just kind of take it one day at a time, and whatever announcements are made. That's what what happens, you know, from from church. Um, you know, my church is making decisions week to week about what to do, and um, you know, I do not. Um, I definitely do not um, understand um, what it means to pastor church during a pandemic. Um, but I will say, it's probably hard. <laughs> so, for all you pastors out there, um, I appreciate you what you're doing. Um, and I pray that you continue to make decisions that honor the Lord and help protect your people. Um, I know things have been rough and people, a lot of people have, you know, expressed their opinions about the masks and stuff and all the different things. And I get it. I, I get the, like w- the problems people have with certain, uh, actions taken by the government. I understand that. I understand people not wanting the government telling them what to do, like what, you know, if a mask to wear, I understand that political position. I also understand people saying, well, we need to wear it. Um, all those things. I, I get it. Um, I get all points of view. I am, um, I'm hoping and praying that this will, uh, blow over quickly and we'll be able to move on, uh, to better things, but you know, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm really thinking, Life has changed forever in this country for for a while anyway, and so hopefully things get better though. I'm I'm praying they do. But anyway, so uh, what are we talking about this week? Um, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to put out a few episodes this week. Um, I'm gonna start trying to put out more every week. Hopefully, maybe like one like like a worship album review, and then also like a a different topic like unrelated to a worship album throughout the rest of the week. Hopefully that, you know, maybe have one episode with a guest and one episode just by myself, maybe do that or something. Um, I'm not sure, you know, I'm all, I'm open to suggestions. Um, this is not a, like this podcast is not something set in stone in terms of what I do. Things can change. And so I'm, I'm, but I'm, you know, I'm planning on releasing more episodes as time goes on. And I've, I've enjoyed it. I've, you know, I've enjoyed getting to do this and 
you know, given my thoughts, I, th- I find this more helpful than posting on Facebook and stuff. And I'll, I'll still do that. I've, I've slowly been getting back on Facebook more, but I'm still not getting on it too, too much. Um, I've been kind of relaxing on that. Um, just better. You know, I feel like more attention to the real world, what I'm doing in real life. Um, and less attention to what people are saying on social media. I think it's more helpful. But anyway, um, so this week, what are we talking about? I got off track there, of course. Um, we This week, we're going to be, uh, or today, uh, tonight, I'm going to review an, a worship album. Um, that The album is by Bethel. Um, it's their new album, Revivals in the Air. Um, so it's on Spotify. I will post a link to their album uh, in the description, and you're going to hear me in this episode review it song by song. I'm going to go throughout their lyrics, make a few uh, comments maybe on their their music. I mean, I will say up front, their music is incredible. Um, they have really good music in terms of quality, uh, very creative and very um, just, I think, really good. Um, and it definitely, I can understand why people are attracted to this to the music, but as we know, in the corporate worship service, music, like the how good the music is, is not like the main emphasis. Emphasis uh, <laughs> I said that that came out weird. Um, the main, like the main crux of the entire worship service, is not about the main focus. Is not about um, the the music, and and so I think that's true for. Um, that I think everyone should should essentially agree upon that, but I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think a lot of people look to the music as a very important part of the worship service in terms of the quality of it. Now, I'm not saying quality doesn't matter at all, but it shouldn't be the focus of the worship service. And so we'll go throughout here and talk a little bit about the the lyrics that we see the, the what were the theology that's coming out of these songs I think that's really important to see I want to specifically make note of the common words the descriptions that are found throughout these um, throughout these songs and we're gonna see kind of a commonality in these songs about like what what Bethel like what the ministry what the worship band what the pastors are essentially saying about their theology through these songs and so. In terms of, you know, if a church should sing these songs, I, there's only a few that, if you're going based off of, like, song by song, like, evaluating the song theologically on by its own merit, like, not thinking of who wrote it, there's going to be, I think, only a few of these you could actually uh, play in your, as in from my theological perspective. Uh, I'm going to say that. I mean, there are people that will probably disagree, and, um, but from, maybe from a Baptist theological perspective, um, you're you're probably not able to to sing any of these except maybe a few. Um, so it it was it's surprisingly charismatic. I'll say that. I mean, I know Bethel is a charismatic church. They're Pentecostal. You know, part of the New Apostolic Reformation. But they're. I mean, this this album is a lot more charismatic than I feel like their other ones. Maybe it's not, but I mean. Like the other other albums, like you have No Longer Slaves. I mean, like I feel like Baptist can sing that one, like you know, on its own merit, uh, or based on its own merit, and sing it fine theologically. But this one is definitely not like that. So, the first song that Bethel um, has on this album, it's called God of Revival, uh, featuring Brian and Jen Johnson. Um, they're worship leaders at Bethel. Now, I don't understand why they. 
they have these like their names on there. I mean, they're I would assume that Brian and Jen Johnson have, are basically singing in every one of these songs. Maybe it's pointing out who are the main contributors to these songs uh, vocally. So I don't know. Um, doesn't really matter, I guess. But so going uh, through the first verse here, it says, "We've seen what you can do, O God." Of wonders, your power has no end. The things you've done before, in greater measure, you will do again. Okay, so on its face, I mean, I guess we can, I can agree with that uh, on its face. Like, so, like we've seen what you can do, O God of wonders. Like, yes, I agree. God, He is the God of wonders. He has done great things. His power has no end. Amen. I agree with that on its face. The things you've done before, in greater measure, you will do again. I mean. I guess I agree with that in, in a sense, like, you know, the things you've done before, like you're going to do in an even a greater measure, like you're going to continue to save people in greater measure in the future. You're going to do more in this world as time goes on, as, as the end, uh, as, as the return of Christ approaches, your, your kingdom is going to expand and you're going to do more and more. Um, and so in a way, I, I guess I agree, but that's, I don't think that's what they're referring to here. It, I think when they say God of wonders and, and talk about his power, they're talking about signs and miracles. So essentially we can, you know, we would say the, the, the sign of, uh, the miraculous sign of healing, uh, speaking in tongues and prophecy. I would say the three things they're referring to here, most likely, I mean, based on how, you know, understanding their charismatic roots and, and based on their, uh, theological perspective and stream. When, if I wrote these words and saying them, you you know, I think it's safe to say you probably can assume that I'm not referring to those things here. I'm more or less referring to salvation as being the power that God has. Like the power of God is to save people from their sin uh, and to bring his people into the family of God. That's not what they're really referring to. And also sanctification. The power of God um, is is so wonderful and magnificent that it, it it goes all the way out and 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 it enters into our hearts and souls and, and allows us to be sanctified in himself. So I mean if that's what they're referring to referring to here, then amen, I agree. Unfortunately, I don't think that's what they mean here, um, because that the theological perspective, I think, from understanding that, uh understanding where they come from, um, it's safe to assume that they're they're referring to you know the power of God in the sense of healing people, of causing people to speak in tongues, angelic tongues, and also uh, speaking words of knowledge uh, via prophecy. You know, uh, basically being able to say things about particular people that you would not, you know, otherwise know. Um, and so, yeah, I think that going just in that first verse, I could tell that. This is very charismatic leaning because this language here, you know, talking about the God of wonders and the power of God and that he's doing these things, but he's going to do them greater, you know, that goes back to scripture and, and, the, and they are getting it from scripture in a way. I think they're misinterpreting it and misapplying it, but you know, talking about the Holy Spirit, how he will do, um, Jesus saying how he'll do greater things than himself. And I, and what they take that to mean is, you know, greater miracles, but I I, when I read that, I'm, I'm reading that in terms of God's salvific plan. Like the Holy Spirit can do greater things salvifically than Christ did while here on earth in that sense. So, um, but anyway, go, going on, I think it's helpful to, to read all these things in context. So let's go on and see what else they say here. Uh, there's no prison wall you can't break through, no mountain you can't move. 
All things are possible. There's no broken body you can't raise. No soul that you can't save. All things are possible. So there's no prison wall you can't break through. So I assume they're referring to the prison wall of, you know, of sin. You know, that, that God cannot, there's nothing, there's no wall of sin that God can't break through. And defeat. I agree with that for sure. If that's what they mean by prison wall. Now, sometimes they'll talk about depression or you know cancer or you know dis- disease or whatever. And I agree. Yeah, God can break through those walls of disease or whatever. He can do that if He pl- wants to. Um, they take that to mean though that since He can break through those walls, that He does. Like that's what He continually does day in and day out for His people. Which I would disagree. I don't think God. Um, is constantly um, healing in the sense of like, oh yeah, he's healing every single day uh, for people and, and doing healing. I mean, maybe he is healing every day, but in the sense of is he healing us every time we're sick or whatever? No, like that's not that's not how God works. God doesn't heal everyone. I mean, that's that's pretty clear. Uh, we can we can we can know that pretty confidently. I think. <laughs> um, so going going on, you know, here, you know, no, there's all things are possible. Okay. And, um, I mean, yeah, like, I guess, you know, all things are possible in the sense that God can do whatever he wants. Absolutely. But when people use these words, these phrases, like all things are possible, they mean that, oh, we can do anything. We, we have the ultimate power. We are able to do whatever we want. And so in that sense, I I would disagree with that. Like we are limited by our nature. Like we have human nature. You know, we don't have the nature of God. Now, some of them would actually say that we have the nature of God. So, um, that, I, I, I mean, that's, I would disagree that all things are possible. Yeah, we can, you know, all things are possible. You know, God can do whatever he wants, but can we do whatever we want? Not necessarily. There's no broken body you can't raise. Uh, I agree, God can raise anybody from the dead that he wants, but the thing is, he's not. Like, that's not what he does like he doesn't constantly raise people from the dead um christ raised himself from the dead by the spirit of god um and we are going to all experience the the second resurrection so i mean yeah like he can raise whoever he wants from the dead but does he continually every day no he doesn't no soul that you can't save absolutely god can save whatever soul that he can again then this is all things are possible the darkest night you can light it up can light it up oh god of revival let hope arise death is overcome you've already won oh god of revival okay i mean that's pretty good i mean you know the darkest night he can light the night up that's great oh god of revival um that begs the question you know what is revival um i get it like these songs are not theological dictionaries you know so i I can't expect that you know there are songs plenty of songs that I love and sing, um, you know, looking at City of Light, the last album I reviewed, I mean, you can go through it and say, well, what is that? What do they mean by that? What do they mean by that? But the reason why I'm doing that here and saying this is because Bethel, they're, again, charismatic. They're going, they're, when they say revival, they mean a particular thing. Like, when they mean revival, they mean signs and wonders and these magnificent things happening uh, in, in and out, you know. And so I would say, like, mm, that's not really revival to me. Um, you know, based on scripture, I would say revival uh, can include that, but it's not necessarily going to. I think revival is most importantly about saving souls um, from the wrath of God. Um, it's God saving people uh, 
for his uh, glory. So that's to me that's revival and the, the Holy Spirit um, indwelling within those people. That's that's revival. Um, death is overcome. Yes, Amen. Death is overcome. Uh, you've already won, O oh God of revival. I mean that's Amen. You rose in victory, and now you're seated forever on the throne. So why should my heart fear what you defeated? I will trust in you alone. I mean, this is probably my favorite verse in this song. You know, he has rose in victory. Amen. De- you know, Christ has defeated death. He rose from the grave, and now he is seated on the throne. I mean, Amy, that's great theology right there. That's actually very good. Um, I'm very proud of them including that. That's wonderful. I'm not saying that sarcastically. I'm I'm saying I'm serious. I I really think that's a great thing to include in a song about. Um, Christ being on his throne and ruling and reigning over the, the universe today. I think that's wonderful. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving them a compliment, and I'm, and I'm not going to hold back compliments when I see like positive and good, glorif- God-glorifying things. Now, am I saying that I think we should sing, sing the song in corporate worship service? No, I'm sticking by that. Like I, I don't think we should because of Bethel and their ministry and their heretical uh, things. But, I mean, even like Mormons. Mormons sometimes say good things. I'm just like, amen. Yeah, that's, that's true. I agree with that on, on its face. I mean, absolutely. Uh, I agree with statements from, from, I mean, I believe all truth is God's truth. So just because a, a source says it, uh, a particular source that I'm concerned about says it doesn't mean I'm going to negate the, the, the truth that they're saying. Um, but it doesn't mean I have to accept the source. So big difference there. Um, so yeah, verse two, very good, very good, good job. Um, then the bridge, uh, come awaken your people, come awaken the city. Oh God, a revival, pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble. I hear the chains hit the ground. Oh God, a revival, pour it out, pour it out. So here we go. The chains, you know, when when I'm, I'm telling you, this is a very, for some reason, the charismatic church has very much picked up on this language of chains hitting the ground. Um, like I'm not. I have yet to hear a very good like definition of what that means. Like the like what does it mean for the chains to hit the ground? Like chains to come off. Like what chains are are you referring to there? Are you talking about the chains of of sin? Are you talking about the chains of sickness and disease? Because look, I know a ton of people that are still sick, they still have their illness, they have COVID right now. Their chains are not coming off right now. Their their chains are not hitting the ground. Um, unfortunately, I mean, even with God pouring out revival, that doesn't mean that people will be healed. Um, that, that's just not going to happen. I mean, we don't see that in scripture. I mean, Christ was here. He did not heal everyone. That's false. So a lot of this has to do with, again, thinking back to their theology, like what do they believe, uh, presuppositionally. And I would say, look at this, you know, that this is, um, this is lang- particular language that is very f- used frequently in in the charismatic church. So um, revival being poured out, what does that mean? Again, that it's based on, I can only go based off of their theology that I know of. Um, come awaken your people, awaken them from, you know, from death, you know, bring them back to life from spiritual death. Absolutely. I agree. Um, but I'm not sure what they mean by that. So Decent, I mean, decent song overall. Like, it's not bad. It's not horrible. Uh, there's definitely I, something I would not recommend playing in a corporate worship service, um, just based on some of the questionable parts of that. But um, 
Yeah. So uh, this next song here is called Come Out of That Grave, Resurrection Power. So yeah, this is um, an interesting song. Let's go through it real quick. Um, it, It starts off saying, There's a sling in my voice and a stone in my praise, pushing back when the darkest weapons form. Sorry, I had to get a drink there. My lips were parched a little bit. Or throat was parched a little bit. Sorry about that. There's a power on my lips. Let me just start over. There's a sling in my voice and a stone in my praise, pushing back when the darkest weapons form. There's a power on my lips even death can't defy when the name of our God is lifted high. All right, I have a major issue with this this verse, and this is why. So there's a sling in my voice. I assume they're talking, that's kind of a, you know, kind of likening our voice to um, David's uh, slingshot. Um, here we go, David and Goliath. They're using Old Testament um, imagery here, or Old Testament stories to, to you know, kind of provide an, um, imagery of their, in their song, which is, you know, I guess fine. But so what does it mean for us? For a sling to be in our voice, I, and it says, "In a stone in my praise." So, our our words have powers. What they're saying, and not only that, but our our words can push back. Our weapons that can be push that can be used to push back darkness. So, this is a very this is a very clever way of pushing the 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 doctrine of of basically speaking things into existence. So, like we can. Like basically, rebuke evil, and it will go away. Like, oh, you know, in the name of Jesus, uh, Satan, you're bound. You know, like that kind of stuff. Here, here's the thing, though. That is not something that we have the power to do. We do not have the power with our voice to push back evil or sin or darkness or whatever. Like that's not a part that Paul does not say anything like that. Now there there is a, a passage in James where um, that, where we see that that it's true that 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 words have are like our tongue has power in the sense that we are able to either speak encouragement to people to love other people with our words or we are able to hurt people with our words we're able to do damage to people with our words so we've got to be careful with what we say and how we say it. Um, our, our tongue can be a useful tool or a evil, like fire. It's almost like fire. Like fire is a good thing or can be a good thing, but it can be also a bad thing. But so I agree in the sense of that, but that's not what they're referring to here. They're saying our voice can be used as a weapon to drive out evil. And that's not the case. We, we don't see that throughout scripture. Even death can't defy. So I mean, like, are you talking about spiritual death? Like we command spiritual death to go away. Like, we don't have that power. Only God has the power to declare that death is no more. That only God has the power to declare that Seth, that death, Seth, death um, is, is gone. Like, that's only the power that God has. Like, I'm sorry, that's, that's not even biblically accurate or theologically accurate. Um, when the name of our God is lifted high. So it's saying we, when we lift the name of God high, we praise him, these things will happen. Death will be... Uh, defeated and well christ has already defeated death we don't have to sing about god and lift his name high and praise to defeat death it's already defeated um and there's no reason for us to do that anymore but but even so like dark um our 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 voices pushing back the darkness you know being used as a weapon so 
I mean, that's not that's not something we see throughout Scripture. So, that's um, that's an interesting verse. Not not particularly high on that that verse in terms of quality uh, lyrically, but I mean, the music's good. I mean, hey, the music is very good. Uh, it will get you uh, emotionally. Um, Go in there. Uh, the chorus is because so here's the chorus cause because there is resurrection power when we sing the name of Jesus. Resurrection power when we raise a mighty sound. So come on, let us let the praise get out, get loud. Make that empty grave resound. That's clever because there is resurrection power in His name. So I mean, like like our voice, our our voices, our when we speak and praise God and we sing in the name of Jesus, we're able to to basically raise people from the dead is what they're saying. I mean, that's what the song said. Now, I'm, I'm interpreting it literally and based on, yeah, obviously, some of their, their theology there. But when, if but even even if they're talking about spiritual death, like, my words, my, my words themselves have no intrinsic power to cause people to be brought from spiritual death to life. Only God, only the power of God, the, the Holy Spirit can make that happen. Okay, it's not Jared's voice or Jared's words. Now, I can preach the gospel. Those words are powerful in themselves. But the the gospel being powerful is only effective when it's used by God to to save people. Okay, so it's it's not that that my words themselves are bringing anyone from death to life. So even if this is a spiritual resurrection, it's talking about still inaccurate. So um, no go on the on the chorus there. All right, verse two. Here we go. The, there are days I have seen filled with heartache and loss that have buried my heart beneath the weight. But every time his praise breaks out, dead things rise up from the ground. I won't leave my song inside that empty grave. So. You know, this is talking about in troubled times when things are horrible. You know, my 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 heart is buried beneath the weight. Um, but every time I praise, like things change, dead things rise up from the ground. Now, it, it is true when 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 we when we begin to praise the Lord for His goodness, His His love, His just uh, justice, His mercy, His graciousness, whatever the 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 case may be. Like, it can, us singing can, like, God can use that in a way to bring us out of different troubles. Um, not, it's not a magical formula, though. And, and they're just, they're almost, again, they're, they're saying that they're, that we can declare things to take place. When we praise, we're declaring things to happen. And again, that, that's where I would, I would differ with them theologically. And then the bridge, dead man, come out of that grave, come out of that grave when we sing. Captives let go of those chains, let go of those chains when we pray. So I agree with that in a way, I guess. I mean, again, chains, what do you mean by chains? I care, I'm very skeptical <laughs> of using the word chains, to be honest, <laughs> when, when anyone talks about you know, breaking chains or letting go of those chains. It's like, what do you mean by that? Um, so overall, this song is... I, I theologically kind of bad, um, way worse than the last one. The first one was really good compared to that one. But anyway, we need to move on to different songs here. Um, dang, we're already almost 30 minutes into this, and I've only gotten through a few songs here. I got to get going. So, verse one: There is no shadow that has ever that has ever overcome your light. There is no rival that you could ever stand against your might. You've always been with us. Every battle you've already won. We've already won. I mean, essentially, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, in the 
theological part of that, I guess. I, I agree with that. Um, there's no weapon that has ever left a mark on you. There's no army with the power to conquer truth. With the power to conquer truth, you've always been with us. Everybody, you've already won. True. All that's true. Show me one thing he can't do. Show me a mountain he can't move. He's the God of the breakthrough. Anything is possible. Okay, there we go. Anything is possible. Another one. Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible. Uh, NBA fans will know what I'm talking about there. I'm sorry if you don't watch the NBA. That's maybe a little weird to you. But anyway, so uh, Kevin Garnett shows up. Anything is possible. Show me one thing that's too hard. Show me the waters he can't part. He's the God of the breakthrough. Anything is possible. So breakthrough is there. That's another word, breakthrough. God is, he's the God of the breakthrough. So what, what they mean by breakthrough is a breakthrough in your situation, a breakthrough in your sickness, in your depression, in these other things. However, not every Christian receives breakthrough for these things. Um, there are Christians that die of cancer. There are Christians that die of illnesses. There are Christians that never like stop being depressed. So why is it? Is it because they're unfaithful or they're sinful still or whatever the case may be? No, it's it's you know the thing is is God does not promise us breakthrough in these these material worldly situations. Um, we receive breakthrough as Christians in sin, in defeating sin um, by the power of God and being sanctified in Christ. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of breakthrough that we're, that we receive. All right. So there is, um, I got to move on. There is a kingdom that has, that's advancing at the speed of light. In this kingdom, every dead thing is bound to rise. God, our redeemer, he is faithful to revive. Oh, he will revive. I agree with that to an extent. Um, their use of the word kingdom, uh, that's something I'm going to bring up a little bit later because it's more obvious later, but that's a, a theological concern I have because I disagree with the way they're, they're, they, they're going to essentially talk about the kingdom of God being brought to earth, and I'm going to have some disagreements there. But here, it's not as big of a deal. Um, but anyway, all of my fear I will turn into praise, shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance I will dance out in faith. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. Okay, you know, disappointment. I mean, that's... Disappointment, I don't know if is a necessarily evil thing or sinful thing. Um, I'm not sure what they mean by that, really, to be honest. I mean, other than what I understand of disappointment. We're going to be disappointed. I mean, my parents have been disappointed with me. That's fun. That's godly disappointment. I'm disappointed in others around me that hurt me. Yeah, that's perfectly godly disappointment. If if it's an actual legitimate hurt, you know, a, um, le- you know, legitimate thing, but you know, we, we, we should forgive, obviously. But anyway, that song right there, by the way, um, Anything is Possible. That's the song name. I forgot to say it, I think, if I did, if I'm just repeating it, whatever. I'm moving as fast as I can so that we can get through all of these. So anyway, reign above it all, okay? The reign of darkness now has ended in the, light of, in the kingdom of light, in the kingdom of light, forever now your dominion. You're my king of my life. That's good, okay? I agree with that. That's great. Um, we are definitely, um, we experience this kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness has ended. Amen to that forever under your dominion. God is like this world is under the, the dominion and the, uh, kingship of Jesus Christ. Uh, he is the king of our lives as Christians. So amen to that. You reign above it all over the universe, over my heart. There's no higher name. Jesus, you reign above it all. Agree. Absolutely. Um, 
I have no issue with any of those things. It's talking about the Lordship of Christ. Amen. On the cross, the work was finished. God, you poured out your life just to give us new life. Now from the lips of the forgiven, hear an anthem rise. Arise, because Jesus, you're alive. I mean, that's good. I mean, Christ, his, his, the work was finished when he went to the cross and paid for our sin. That is, that is absolutely true. Amen. Let all of heaven and, and the earth erupt in song. Sing hallelujah to the everlasting one. There's no higher name. Jesus, you reign above it all. You reign above it all. Amen. Again, amen. You sent the darkness running out of an empty grave, now seated alone in glory, enthroned, enthroned on the highest praise. So again, Amen. So this song, I'd actually be fine with singing it. In, you know, if I was okay with singing Bethel, like objectively on this one song, I mean, it's great. It's a great song. So props to them for writing that one. So that's one. So it'd be kind of cool to count how many. So that's one. Um, so this next song here, sing his praise again, O my soul. So O oh, the weight of his glory, O oh, the wonder of his grace, the power of salvation that pulled me from the grave, the hope is not empty and forever he will reign. He won't be put to shame. Amen to that. I agree with that. Oh, my song, sing to the, the God of the ages. Sing to the song of creation. Sing his praise again. Oh, my soul, sing like the heavens are waiting. Roar like an army of angels. Sing his praise again. Again, I have no issue there theologically. From the moment of rescue, I have never I have never been the same. When his love took me captive and my sin was washed away. Now I stand here forgiven and now and I know that I am saved. I won't be put to shame. Again, agree. Um, there's another part where it says, sing his praise, oh, sing his praise, oh, okay. So that's, yeah, amen. Um, the bridge, remember how our God has never failed, never failed us. Remember that his name will make a way, he will make a way. From the cross to the grave, he has risen and he reigns. Praise the Lord and sing his praise again. Remember how, so it, it repeats that again, and I agree with that. Like, that's that's true. All that's true. So this is number two, like this two in a row. Good job, Bethel. That's two songs. Now, here we go. This is... This one's called Champion. I'm sorry, I'm laughing at this song title because I think of We Are the Champions. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, that that is a funny title, kind of. It's it's fine that we have. There's all kinds of like you know like uh, nothing but the blood or there's power in the blood or something like, like those hymns. <laughs> those songs are kind of funny, you know, uh, based on their 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 title. So this song, Champion. I've tried try this. Ugh, sorry. I've tried so hard to believe it, to see it. Gosh, I cannot read. I've tried so hard to see it. Took me so long to believe it that you choose someone like me to carry your victory. Okay, um, yeah, I agree with that, I guess. Yeah, he choose to carry your victory. Depends on what he means by victory, you know. To, I mean, I, I guess I agree. Perfection can never earn it. You give what we don't deserve, and you take the burdened things and raise them to glory. Yes, amen. You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you've won, I am who you say I am. That's another one. I am who you say I am. That's a, a key phrase there. Like that is such to me. Like that's that. I don't understand what that means. Like I am who you say I am. Like I am Jared. Like I guess they mean maybe child of God. Like I'm a child of God. He says I'm a child of God, so I am a child of God. To me, that's that's fairly narcissistic. You know, it's focusing on me. Like. I am, who cares? Like, I'm not here to sing, and this isn't the corporate worship service sense, I am not there to sing about who I am. I am there to sing about God and who He is. Okay, and sometimes we sing things, like, in, from the, our perspective, and sometimes we'll, it'll make reference to us in some songs. 
But in general, we shouldn't be singing, okay, this is who I am. Like, that's, you crown me with confidence. Again, who cares if I have confidence? Like, I, there shouldn't be no confidence in myself. Um, I, I mean, I guess it doesn't say that you crown me with confidence in myself, but it's it's referencing confidence. Confidence in what, then? Uh, I am seated in the heavenly place, undefeated with the one who's conquered it all. I mean, it's very man-centered. Like, it's, it's elevating us to the point of, like, like some type of co, I don't know, like co-champion with God, you know, almost. And I'm like, no, God is the champion. He is the one and only champion. Like he's the one that has secured our victory. Uh, Christ has, you know, again, you know, this is talking about giants fall. Like this, the, the, the phrase talking about giants, like anytime in a song, I mean, especially in charismatic songs, it's, these are very common like phrases in these songs. Very common. Um, I don't find it helpful to sing about that just because I don't think that's what that passage is about. Uh, the story of David and Goliath, like, like giants fall when you stand like, okay, these aren't my giants. Like sin is not my giant. Like it's not. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess you could say it maybe is in a way, but it's, it's, Sometimes these these words are used to, I guess, include thing, more things than I think the Old Testament refers to. But anyway, I'm going to move on because I'm running out of time here. I, I did not realize I started, I, I uh, was talking so much about the first few songs. But anyway, we're having fun. So, hey, if it's two hours long, you know, only maybe two of y'all will be here by the end. But hey, love you guys anyway, so... Anyway, so next verse, now I can finally see it. You're teaching me how to receive, so let all the striving cease. This is my victory. Okay, receive what? Again, but, you know, it's okay, I guess. When I lift my voice and shout, every wall comes crashing down. I have the authority. Ooh, there we go. I have the authority, essentially. To, when my vo- when I lift my voice and shout, every wall comes down. I have the authority to, to cause these walls to crash down. No, we don't. I'm sorry, we don't. And so he said, Jesus has given us, he's given me the authority to cause these walls to come crashing down. That's not the case. And when they when they talk about wall here, they're talking about anything from disease to illness to sin. Okay, that's not true. I'm sorry. When I open up my mouth, miracles start breaking out. I have the authority Jesus has given me. So, we're going full charismatic here. I mean, this is full-on, 100% Pentecostal charismatic. So as a Baptist, theologically, I have to say, nah. No, when I open up my mouth, miracles don't start breaking out. I'm sorry. My mouth is open right now, and no miracle is coming out. Okay? I have the authority. No, I don't have the authority to cause these miracles to take place. No, God is the only one that can save, heal, do anything He wants. Okay? Now, sometimes God uses our prayers to enact His will and heal people and all that, but no, I'm I'm not I'm not some genie or mag- magician where when I start talking and declaring things that that miracles start happening. This is the lie of the charismatic movement, specifically the the New Apostolic Reformation, and specifically the prosperity gospel, the the, the name it and claim it word of faith, is that our words have specific power in them to cause change, to cause positive change, or to cause evil. I'd say I reject that, theologically, and any Orthodox Christian should reject that. All right. 
Okay, I'm going to skip that last chorus there because it's essentially the same as the other one. So moving on, Breathe, Rest is this next song. All across the room, just take a deep breath in his presence right now. We rest, Father. Nothing to gain, nothing to lose, nothing to show, nothing to prove. Just our hearts laid bare before you, like that little boy with the loaves and the fish. It's not much, but here's our heart, Father. It's not much, but here's our hearts, Father. So far, I agree. We present them before you in tenderness, genuine and real devotion. Yeah, it's weak, but it's real. We breathe deep in your presence in this morning, fully alive in your eyes. Breathing again in your smile. Nothing to gain, nothing to lose, nothing to prove, just rest. Oh, my heart is yours, Father. It, is all, it always has been, because we're the dream of your heart. Okay, we're the... Because we are the dream of your heart. Wow. Okay. I did not catch that before. How are we the dream of God's heart? I I don't understand that. Um, it's kind of like <laughs> how he loves. You know, that song's like, we're his prize and he is our portion. Like, are we God's prize? I mean, I, I'm not sure I would say it like that. Maybe you can say that in a way I can make, I can see someone making the theological argument. I can. But we're his dream? Huh? Like, I'm not on board with that one. Um, yeah, I mean, so it says here, you know, and I'm going to go down a little bit further, but just let the music prophesy. I mean, how does the music prophesy? What is, okay, so the music's prophesying or we, like, who prophesies? I thought we do according to their theology, but I don't know. Okay, so X on that one. Uh, so I, I think we've only, see, I think, how many songs? Maybe two? Two songs so far, I think? Yeah, two so far. Yeah, okay. Two in a row. I think that was that was what it is. Okay, this is going to be number three, though. Okay, because I remember this one. I've, I've listened you know, I've listened to all of them, but this one specifically I remember because this one's probably my favorite song on this album, actually. I won't forget. So it's called Egypt. It says, I won't forget the wonder of how you brought deliverance, the exodus of my heart. Okay, so it's comparing, it's using the Old Testament to talk about the, you know, our deliverance. Like, so the Exodus, so the Israelites being saved from the hands of Egypt by God, you know, we experience the same type of Exodus in our hearts. Like, we are saved from the slavery to sin. Amen. I agree with that. I love that. I actually, I really love the Old Testament imagery here. I dig it. Amen. You found me. You freed me. Held back the waters for my release. Oh, Yahweh. Again, boom. Love it. Um, you're the God who fights for me. Lord of every victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've torn apart the sea. You've led me through the deep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want to say this. Musically, this is probably my favorite song, too. Like, I mean, overall, this is just the best song on the album, I think. A cloud by day, a sign that you are with me. The fire by night, a guiding light to my feet. You stepped into my Egypt. So the bridge. This bridge is really rock i love this you stepped into my egypt you took me by the hand you marched me out in freedom into the promised land yes amen we god marches us up out of the slavery and the sin within sin and he marches us into the promised land aka salvation sanctification glorification all these great things so amen to that i i'm into that so i'm not gonna spend a lot on that now but that's a great song uh, really by itself it really is I can feel redemption. So here's next song. It's revivals in the air. 
here we go. So three, number three songs I I would personally play corporately if this was not Bethel. Say so just on its own, isolated. Yes, I would. All right, I can feel redemption on the wind, forgiveness like the tide rolling in. I don't understand what it means to feel redemption on the wind. Um, maybe not literally. They're saying that I don't know, but it's confusing at the very least. Taking up the space where shame has lived, receiving all that you died to give. Let the wind blow, let the tide roll, till the earth knows you're a God of love. Let my dry bones sing a new song. All the glory to the God of love. Okay, that's that's pretty good. So valley of dry bones here, verse 2. I can see a valley of dry bones, rattling, moving bone to bone. You breathe the breath of life into our lungs, marching on our knees, we march to love. Revival's in the air, catch it if you can. He's moving on the wind, the dawn is breaking. Lift your eyes to see, he's better than you dreamed. Everything you lost, love's returning. So, um, I know I'm, I'm kind of repeating these fast, but Revival's in there, catch it if you can. Like, I don't know what that means. It's kind of confusing, kind of weird. So I'm going to put this into, like, maybe. Like, I might, might would sing it or, or play it or whatever. Because there's some confusing language there that I, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with. Like, if I'm a pastor, a worship pastor of, of presenting to my congregation. All right, my hands are open. That's the next song here. Here we go. I want to move so you can move. Come and do what only you can do. I want to live in expectation of your kingdom breaking through. Okay, here we go. So the kingdom of God breaking through, what does that mean? It's referring to, they're referring to miracles here. They're referring to healing, prophecy, etc. That's what's what they're expecting. That expectation is, is one of, of a kingdom breaking through, of, of miracles coming upon the earth, of great things happening in that way, the miraculous. So that's what they're referring to here. My hands are open. My heart is freed. Open the heavens. Again, open the heavens. Let, And it says, rain down on me. Fall down on me. So the kingdom of God falling down upon the people. It's, it's referring to miracles mainly. And I mean, yes, they they do say salvation in, in a sense. But it's it's the main emphasis is on healing and stuff. I want to come to you in boldness. By your power I receive. I want to live in expectation. With you I'll do greater things. I believe in greater things. Again, that's referring to miracles all those things. Till all that overwhelms is overwhelmed by you. And every soul has, has seen what you can do. A holy vi- visitation where, where everything is changing. There's no empty spaces when you move. Okay, so I mean, that's okay at the end there. But at the, still, it's, it's dripped in charismatic verbiage. So I mean, again, this it's one of confusing at best i probably would not play that one just because there's so much confusion there and a lot of theological baggage there i feel like is i mean as a as uh a non-charismatic baptist i'm I'm, i can't sing that or i can't bring that to my congregation all right here we go i will rise so that so there's still three that i would I'd be comfortable with. In the quiet of the morning, when no one knows and no one needs to know, you speak to me. You give me strength. There's nothing like the secret place. So, you speak to me. Is, do you have a Bible with you? Because theologically, only we only receive the words of God through His Word. You know, through His Word, the Bible. God doesn't speak to us through any other means in that sense. Okay? And so, that's I would disagree with that heavily. Underground is where life begins. My heart will rejoice in hiddenness beyond the bur- burial. Burial, there's a resurrection. You will be done. You, your will be done in me. That's okay. Yeah, I would, I would say that's pretty good. 
in the stillness all around, you're working all the details out. So that's good to you. And then it goes on to song about we will rise, you know, God lifts us up and all that. True. So I'm not going to go through every single word. I mean, because it's pretty simple. The rest of the, it's it's very, very simple. Um, the the words are pretty consistent there and they're 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 good they're fine but that first part i i just would not be comfortable i would not personally theologically be comfortable with that one um that was just like kind of a maybe ish probably not though um we cry holy there's i mean this one is very short in terms of lyrics um they only i mean in the song they just repeat holy 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 is the lord hosanna 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 holy is the lord hosanna i mean so yeah i mean i agree with that obviously theologically i mean i'm not too hot on uh spontaneous songs though uh i'll be honest um very unhelpful in my opinion because they're the spontaneous songs are more about emotions and manipulating them into uh, chaos. And when I say chaos, I mean people jumping up in the air, uh, raising their hands, flailing, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm not saying raising your hand in the air is bad. I'm just saying that like when you're doing things particularly to cause those reactions, I think that's manipulation and that's not good. Next song, By the Grace of God. So I'm getting towards the end here. A few more songs. Um, I'm going to try to go through these quick uh, I rest my soul in Jesus when the mountains shake. I put my trust in Jesus the moment I awake. That's pretty good. My soul is lost at sea. He'll be my rock. My vision being Christ alone. Amen to that. This grace is all we've got. Yes, amen. His love is like a mighty ocean. His love for me will never stop, etc. I mean, all by the grace of God. Great. Amen. Um, so, high, so high upon his shoulders safely brought this far. Helper of my helpless soul, the king of broken hearts. That's that's all good. Um yeah, I mean, this is all good. I mean, it really repeats itself. You're the passion of my life, Lord Jesus. I mean, yeah, that's good. You're my strength. You're my hope and all those things. So this would be another one I would I would say, yeah. So four. That's four. That's good. That's good. Uh, that's more than actually I thought uh, initially. So prepare the way. Now, this one is a big yikes for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to be... I'm not being, you know, trying to be, I guess, like a jerk there. I just, it, this is a big yikes to me in the sense of I, this one is a theological train wreck. I mean, you got to call it what it is. If you see a theological train wreck, you call it what it is. No hate there. This is not hate. It's just facts. Anyway, so prepare the way. We've heard the revival stories, okay, of ancient and old time glory. Okay, I'm, I'm on board there for, for a bit. Spirit of God, come do it again. Okay, all right, that's making me nervous. What do you mean by Spirit of God, come doing it again? Like, what do you mean? This is what they say. This is what they mean by Spirit of God, come do it again. Miracle working power. Okay, miracle. What do you mean by miracle? Like saving, you know, salvation power or whatever? Nope. Moving in signs and wonders. Okay, that's that's just spelling it out for me. That's like, okay, you are talking about miracles, signs, and wonders. I mean, that's what they're referring to here. Sorry, I can't go with that. I can't. I cannot do that. That's just not. That's not at all what I can do. Like, um, God absolutely does. He does what he wants. He heals when he wants. We should pray for healing. All of those things. But what they're specifically referring to 
in, when they say signs and wonders, they're referring to us having the power to go out and heal whoever we want, to prophesy about whatever we want, to, to speak in tongues whenever we want, and all that. Like, And that is not biblical. It's not the right way of viewing miracles and wonders in scriptures. I can't do that. I, I cannot... Um, I cannot go along with that. Prepare the way he's coming through, ready or not, our God's on the move. Okay, again, they're meaning when they say God's on the move, they're referring to God uh, moving and working in this way to cause miracles and signs and wonders to happen. We're gonna we're gonna see heaven on earth. Okay, they're bringing heaven on earth, so everything that happens on heaven is coming down to earth. So that means that. Healing happens. There's no sickness in heaven, so there's not going to be no sickness here. That's the goal. No sickness, disease here. There's prosperity here. So, prosperity gospel is in there. Come Holy Spirit, awaken your church. Okay, um, just by itself that line's good, but again, when it says awaken your church, they're specifically talking about all these other things here that I just talked about. God, you're just getting started. A testimony more to come. Spirit of God, come do it in us. We join in the faith of heaven and prophesy your kingdom here on earth. If you mean preach, like about the kingdom of God here, yes, but that's not prophecy in that sense, same sense. Like, like that's not prophecy in the in. I I don't know I don't know what they mean by prophecy here. I guess, but I would say that they're referring to, like speaking word of words of knowledge like that's not what that's not at all what what prof what like preaching is like preaching is not speaking out these these words of knowledge you know preaching is exegeting the scriptures that's what preaching the word of god is and also applying it to the hearers firefall okay that's another word fire like when they refer to fire there they're i don't know what they're talking about there i have no clue i seriously because every time the bible talks about fire it's only positive when it says god is a consuming fire again i don't think that's good for us necessarily when it falls down okay fire is not a good thing when it falls down on us we're ready for more ready for more break down the walls push back the doors we're ready for more ready for more okay break down the walls again it's all lined up with this this theology of, of, of healing and miracles and stuff like that. All right, so better than. It's going to be better than. Um, better than I could dream. Um, your goodness can't be stopped. Your love is better than I ever thought. By the way, previous song, no go, obviously. I prophesy into tomorrow we will see the goodness of our God. So we're going to prophesy in tomorrow that we're going to see the goodness of God. I Again, you, it depends on your view of prophecy. I don't understand what that means. Uh, what they mean by that, but that's a very theologically loaded word. Um, throughout the rest of the song, it's pretty good. I do have a, a issue with that one line there. Um, they talk about moving a mountain. That's another thing. It's like, moving. what do you mean by moving a mountain? Uh, yes, um, my faith can move a mountain in the sense that if I have faith in the living God, I'm trusting in Him um, with my soul, he can do anything he wants through me, and um, I agree with that in a sense. But that's I when they say move a mountain, like we're able to, if we trust in God, we're able to do anything. Like I cannot literally go out there and move a mountain right now, and even if, with full trust and faith in God, I cannot do that. I have no ability to do that. No one's ever done that before, so it's definitely not 
uh, the, those words are not literal, hopefully. All right, that's a no-go just because of the that one line there. I would say nope, um, just because it's very confusing theologically. The next song, We Praise You. Let praise be a weapon that silences the enemy. Let praise be a weapon that conquers all anxiety. Let it rise, let praise rise. We sing in the... In, we sing your name in the dark and it changes everything. We sing with all we are and we claim your victory. Let it rise. Let it, let is rise. Okay, there. This is from their website and it says let is rise. Let us rise. Let let it rise. Maybe let it rise. Let praise arise. I don't know, but either way, um, yeah. Again, let praise be a weapon. So it's a weapon that silences the enemy. I mean, in a way, I guess it could be. A weapon in the sense I don't I don't know if I'd phrase it that way though I don't think I would and, and for sure let praise be a weapon that conquers all anxiety I mean not sure not sure about that one um, those are very con- uh, those are very confusing but I would I would say no I, I wouldn't rephrase it like that I don't think our praises necessarily silence the enemy and our praises don't it's not a weapon to conquer anxiety I wouldn't say that theologically isn't that's that's accurate, but we sing your name in the dark and it changes everything. Um we sing with all that we are and claim your victory. You know, going back to what I you know, and I'm gonna stop there with the song, I mean, because most of it's okay, I guess. Um it, some of this is is talking about you know, let the faith be the song that overcomes the raging sea. So our song is overcoming all of these things, overcoming everything in me, all that. Um, and again, our words do not have intrinsic power in them, in their essence. They don't. We don't have the power to cure our anxiety based on our words alone of praise. Okay, I'm sorry. We, that's just not scriptural. That's not biblical. Our praise can um, be used by God uh, to bring Him glory. And through that process of worship, we are drawing closer to Him. And through that sanctifying process, yes, our anxiety is cured in a way, maybe. It could, absolutely. But but just saying, let our praise be a weapon. It's not, our, our words are not a weapon to evil or darkness. It, it goes, goes back to that like earlier. So, that's a big fat no for me. Always God, or always good. Sorry, it says you. You meet me on the mountaintop. You see me. You see in me in the valley low. There is no home without you here. I find you in the crowded thoughts. You quiet all the question marks. There is no space your love won't fill. I'll trade all my fear for peace of mind. All my heaviness for burden lights. There will, this will be my song that you are always good. I'll sing it all day long. Etc. Etc. Um, yeah, that I'm looking at just, that song is, is very solid, I would say. So this is number, I think four or five, I think it's five. So I think five of these songs I would sing personally. Um, so it's more than I thought actually. So one, I'd say, um, two, um, if you want to cry, we cry holy. I don't, I wouldn't count that one. We cry holy spontaneous just because it's a, it's a, um, spontaneous song i would not say that so one two three um four i I think it's about five so five songs is not too bad but i mean it's not the majority for sure but you know this song is this album is very heavy 
on the charismatic theology, um, NAR theology, word of faith. Um, I mean, in, in all honesty, I, I would definitely would not recommend this as a theologically accurate album, but I mean, if people want to listen to these albums in their car, cause you know, whatever they like, they feel like it's positive, go for it, whatever. That's fine. I mean, I'm not going to heap judgment on you for that. Um, I mean, I'd listen to this in my car, but only to review it really. And to, I guess, be critical of it. And I mean, and some people might be like, that's not right. Like you're being critical of a, of a worship album. I mean, the thing is we do need to be critical of every word that we sing, every word that's preached. We need to be critical in the sense that we need to evaluate it and compare it to scripture. When, when that word's used, people mean like, oh, you're just being mean about it. Like, that's not my heart. My heart is not to be mean or to be a jerk. Um, my, my heart is simply just to help other Christians see what is biblically accurate songs and to evaluate these from a biblical perspective. And from my own theological perspective, I understand not everyone's going to agree with my theology perfectly. I understand not everyone's going to agree where I'm coming from personally. But again, this is a discussion. This is me presenting these songs and saying, do I find these biblical? No. And I, I gave my reasons why. I gave my own theological perspective. And if you're a Baptist, you, you're you fairly close to me on these things. You might be more okay with the miracles and stuff like that a little bit more than me. But I would still say the theological basis of a lot of this you would still reject. And so with that being said, um, I find this album problematic and theologically concerning. Not straight up heretical. I wouldn't say. Uh, a lot of their songs are not actually, I mean, most of them are probably not heresy, like heretical. But the, I mean, the, I would say, I guess, like the word of faith, like the, the speaking things into existence or, you know, our words having power to do certain things. Like, I think that can be close to heresy in a way. Um, I, I would say heterodoxy, uh, which when I say heterodoxy, I'm, it's, it's a category of, it's not heresy, but it's serious error. So it doesn't. Uh, so my when I say heresy, I mean anything that contradicts the historic creeds and confessions. Um, you know, like the Nicene Creed, Athanasian's Creed, um, Apostolic Creed, stuff like that. Those those creeds there. Um, if if something if if something contradicts those, then that's a heresy. But these are theological severe theological issues that um, are just something that we should reject. Um, so that's how I define it. That's just me. Um, but anyway, so I just I wanted to to go through this this worship album and be an encouragement to others to to seek out truth, to reject what's not true, and to love God with all their heart, soul, and mind. Uh, and so I, I think by doing this, by by viewing these songs and, and really evaluating them or cr- being critical of them, even. Like, okay, even songs that I enjoy or bands that I enjoy, I need to be critical of. Like, for example, City of Light. I need to be critical of them because they're, they're humans. They're not perfect. They can commit error. I need to be critical of my own words. Uh, that's just true of everything. And so um, hopefully you found encouragement in this. Hey, you know, if you have any ideas of another album you want me to review, worship album-wise, uh, I'm sorry I'm not going to probably spend much time reviewing uh like you know a, a metal album i used to like metal a lot I, I do a little bit still not as much as i used to but 
um, metal music if if you want me to to do that or you know review Justin Bieber's new album. You know, probably not going to do it, but you know, um, I do like Bieber a little bit. I like some of his music. Hey, no no uh, judgment here. Um, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan though. I'm sorry, all you T Swift fans. So sorry, but anyway, I um, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Hope you found this encouraging. Um, uplifting and um, hope you have a great week. God bless.